Thanks for checking out the Tennessee Holler Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com to help us fearlessly yell the truth about Tennessee. And be sure to subscribe to the growing family of Holler Podcasts while you're there. You can also follow the Holler on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TN Holler. Tennessee. 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 Welcome back. Tuesday is 2 p.m. Happy New Year, Georgia, Happy New Georgia, Year. Georgia. Happy New Year, yeah. I uh, hope everybody is okay, safe, making phone calls to Georgia. Uh, obviously, all eyes are on our next-door neighbors today, so thinking good thoughts. Haven't really seen anything, but... Only good signs, lots of young people, lots of people of color, lots of lines, uh, lots of early voting. So we're, we're really hopeful about that. Uh, we have Tequila Johnson coming on with us to talk about some stuff here today. In the meantime, obviously, we're always at tnholler.com. We've added two new hollers since we last saw you, which is pretty exciting. The Murray Holler and also the Coffee Holler, which I actually don't think was on that map here. Here's the right map. The Coffee Holler, also in Coffee County, that's all because of you, your support, your contributions. A couple bucks a month goes a really long way. That's how we've been able to grow. So thank you. Thank you for that. We really do appreciate it. Cassie, how you doing? Doing pretty well. Just trying to stay caffeinated this afternoon yeah. and um, just trying you made to- some phone calls, right? I did. Yep. I've been making calls and doing some texts for Georgia and I have a lot of friends that have been doing the same thing. So thank you to really thank you to every organizer that's in Georgia right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for the work that they've done over the past 10 years, it's, this, this hasn't been just like a, you know, just this past year, just this past runoff thing. This is like the culmination of a decade of organizing at least. So absolutely. Yeah. Credit this where credit is due. That- caught my eye gabrielle said the entire south deserves to be treated like georgia has been treated the last few weeks including georgia even after tomorrow but y'all not ready to have that discussion yet (laughs) right on yeah we need to be treating these states as though they have the potential to do this they do because they do because they do and so it's really great to see everybody i think our buddy chaz uffelman is down there he is he's knocking on doors i believe so thank you to chaz he's an amazing organizer and uh we saw this cartoon was in the chattanooga times free press this is a stacy abrams saying we can do it his name is bennett cartoons you guys should follow him if you're not he is a really good cartoonist over in chattanooga and you know chattanooga has a bit of a progressive bent most of our cities tend to uh, but we, we do appreciate that and what they're doing. You know, so much is at stake in Georgia. It's hard to undersell it. Obviously, we need to get the gavel out of Mitch McConnell's hands, but we also yes. need to get the $1,000, $2,000 checks to people. And, and more than that, we need help going forward. It's really an opportunity to change the way that our government deals with its people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just really important that this goes the right way. I was watching, I'm a Knicks fan. I was watching uh, the Knicks on Atlanta's channel last night because they were playing the Hawks and every other commercial was a Senate race commercial and the two different tones coming from Warnock and Ossoff and then it would be a, you know, a Leffler and Purdue commercial and their commercials were like, save the country from the radical right. Democrats <laughs> and socialism. And then they were playing this commercial that has Warnock 
saying goddamn America twice, but really he's telling the story of what Jeremiah Wright was saying. It's just so disingenuous, so dishonest, so, yeah. you know, and, and I know that goes both ways, but really it's, it's extra gross coming from their end. Yeah. It's, I, I think that it really shows just how kind of nervous they are about this. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I think that Georgia has been a really like Democrats in that state have done a really good job in this runoff. Like, and I, I, you know, credit where credit is due in terms of like, I think that their messaging has been really good. That's what got, you know, Leffler and Purdue to flip on like advocating for $2,000 checks. I mean, you can look back at tweets yep. from Leffler like three weeks ago saying three or four weeks ago saying that, you know, these $2,000 checks are like socialism or whatever, like just, you know, right. saying that they're not good. And then like a couple weeks after that, because yeah, we're for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. of like really strong messaging from Ossoff and Warnock and pressure from Democrats, they flipped on that. And right, so I think that they've done a really good job with messaging. Absolutely. It's because people actually do want the government to help them. You know, nobody wants it to be a socialist. I mean, some people might, but that's not socialism. You know, socialism is a very specific thing. And when they go around calling Every every time the government and then we've had this discussion. It's before, a boy who cried nobody, wolf, like right, exactly. <laughs> nobody buys it anymore. Yeah, and you know, especially like Governor Lee just announced a hundred million dollar early education program yesterday. Mm. That's federal funds. Why is that not socialism? So right. you know, it's just disingenuous, and people are seeing through it. This was a picture of Kelly Leffler's WNBA team wearing Vote Warnock shirts. Her own team is against her in this. <laughs> That's which amazing. Is kind of amazing. And, you know, so I, I really think that people sort of see through the bullshit when it comes to these people because it's so thick and there's so much of it, uh, you know, and then at the end of the day, why do you want to keep electing Republicans? This was a graphic you made. You wouldn't want an atheist to be a pastor at your church. Why elect Republicans who don't believe in government? And we're not saying anything against atheists, but you just wouldn't like these are people that dismantle government. They don't build it up. They're constantly right. running against government. And that's why right now we're seeing this rollout of the COVID vaccination. It's not going well. You know, Governor Lee just made a video saying, oh, we're, you know, we're, we got most of ours oh, out. That was yeah, they're like the other states. Such but, a useless you know, video. Yeah. And, you know, great. We may have gotten some of ours out, but there's lines all over the place. These were hundreds of elderly folks standing in the cold in Tullahoma to get doses for hours and hours. And many of them did not even get the doses. This actually made the New York Times. Tullahoma itself was in the New York Times. We keep making national news for all the wrong reasons. This is what it said. It said older people in Tullahoma lined up on a sidewalk Saturday, leaning on walkers and sitting in lawn chairs, wrapped in blankets and heavy coats to wait for the county health department to open its free clinic, which exhausted its supply before 10 a.m. How hard would it have been to make it so you can make appointments or have mm -hmm. an app or get the damn National Guard out here to help administer this stuff? Not one dose should go to waste. Right. And we should be throwing every single resource we have at this problem because all roads lead to this problem, but they're not doing it. And they're not yeah. doing it because at the end of the day, they don't really believe in government. Yeah. I mean, it's like they keep like, you know, obstructing government to further prove their point that it doesn't work, you know, and, right. um, and that happens with every issue. But with coronavirus, I completely agree. I mean, this is something that, that, 
both with, you know, with healthcare and the economy just over this past year in terms of like, you know, protecting people pre-vaccine. And now we're kind of in that interim period where we still need to be doing all of that stuff. But we're in, you know, we're moving into the vaccine period. All of our resources, all of our intellectual capacity, whatever um, infrastructure build up, everything should have been dedicated to this issue over this past year and yeah. right now, both on federal, state and local levels. And it just so clearly has not happened. And like, no, I mean, here happened. in Tennessee, and, and that's another thing where like investment in like good, you know, government um, resources and infrastructure, if we had a system like Medicare for all, we would have, um, you know, not only communications, but distribution networks, all of this stuff that would be like streamlined throughout the country and would be set up and ready to go in terms of being able to more efficiently and effectively administer COVID vaccines. And then before that testing, and we, it's just really, we don't have that. It's like a patchwork mess between all of these different factions. And I think that there's just so many things that point to the reforms that need to be made in this country, um, you know, with with regard to coronavirus, like pointing it out. And yeah. it's just such Every, a shame everything, that everything people aren't learning. Right. Everything we do is a patchwork mess in this country from, you know, our elections to healthcare to everything. And, you know, Republicans love to claim that they are in favor of state control. And that's their excuse for, you know, castrating the federal government on a lot of fronts, but now they're turning around and trying to throw out the results in an, of an election in states (laughs) that they have nothing to do with. So, you know, Marsha Blackburn, her excuse for blocking election security bills that came up earlier this year were that she didn't want the state to be interfered with by the federal government. And now as Sergio at WPLN says, she said we don't want federalized elections, but over the weekend she said she'll vote to reject the electors of disputed states. What is it exactly? So yeah. it's so in can't have your cake and eat it too. Like right, like what if Democrats were trying to tell us that what we did here in Tennessee wasn't good enough, and they were going to throw out our votes for Trump? Let's say you know they would be losing their freaking minds. <laughs> It you know, would not fly. It yeah. would not fly. So they are completely full of full of it. And, you know, what they're essentially doing is trying to throw out black votes in mm-hmm. black black majority cities because Trump lost. And this was a post by Roland Martin calling them the Jim Crow caucus. And that's what they deserve to be called. And of course, Tennessee is the only state where both of our senators are on this list of Jim Crow senators that will be voting to block the electors tomorrow, doing it after a phone call that Trump put into the Secretary of State, a Republican Trump voter in Georgia, making all of these ridiculous claims. But his team did a, uh, a press conference yesterday where they went through all of the different claims that he made on the phone call and debunked them all one by one, which they had already done, but he still won't accept it. And they're still mm-hmm. there in DC today, you know, trying to say, throwing their temper tantrum, trying to say that it's being stolen. And it's really the, you know, the most extreme people that are out there. This thing was put on in large part by Alex Jones, paid right. for this thing today. And I wanted to show you guys a, a clip of what they're doing. This is like right now, this just happened. This is in D.C. So what do we do? I'm going to give everybody three action steps, and then we're going to peace out. I'm going to peace out. We can stay here, okay? One, huge models are fake. You, ugly truth, fake fake cases, fake case studies, fake tests. Gee, they're grabbing your freedoms. Turn to the person next to you and give them a hug, someone you don't know. 
Go hug somebody. Go ahead and spread it out. Mass spreader. How is this not a death cult? <laughs> just, like they're literally know. hugging like strangers in a pandemic. It's maskless. It's a mass spreader event. It's a mass spreader oh event. Oh my God. Here they are hugging each other today. I'm it's insane. If you want to give me a hug too, or uh, well, we can do that. Second thing we do, send me a text. I mean, this is what they. Oh this is what God. it's come to. Like, I don't understand how you can be a reasonable, quote unquote, conservative. Which you know, there are still conservatives out there that consider themselves that. These people are not conservatives. These people are extremists. They are radicals. They are choosing Trump over the country. And you know, Papadopoulos today said this is our 1776 moment yes george wow. it is your 1776 moment except you're wearing red hats instead of red coats you are the british in this situation you are turning against the country and republicans in the senate and our tennessee you know our tennessee delegation i guess is what i would say has made their choice they have yep. chosen trump over this country trump is not the country no matter what they say, Trump is not the country. The country has spoken. The country has voted. They have no actual evidence for what they're doing. This was a letter from Rep. Mike Stewart to Haggerty and Blackburn that I'm sure he will not get answered, where he says, many citizens in my district would be very interested to know what specific evidence you're relying on as the basis for your unprecedented decision to reject the results of Biden and Harris's election. Yes, what is your evidence? You have no evidence. Yeah, They have no evidence. They were going to do this no matter what. Trump told us very early on that he was going to call it rigged if he lost, and that's what he did. And here we are. Yeah. So he, he told know. us exactly what he was going to do. And I think that, yeah, I mean, the long term implications of this are, of course, you know, I think that they could go a, numer a, a number of different ways. And I'm not at all happy that this is happening. Um, however, on the very short term here, you know, with our neighbors in Georgia, um, and I, you know, I don't take a whole lot of stock in polls, um, just overall. No. Um, but it is, but it is interesting seeing, seeing polling on, and I'm wondering what the actual statistics are, but it isn't interesting seeing polling on the number of like strong Republicans who are not voting in this election, in, in the Georgia election, because they think it's rigged. And I saw one poll that said it 50% of strong Republicans. Again, I don't know what that actual number is, are not voting in Georgia because they think it's rigged. Right. And so I'm curious to see, I mean, they're really just shooting themselves in the foot. Um, sure. And he's been doing the, you know, he's been trying to thread the needle of it's rigged. It doesn't matter, but right. that's a hard needle to thread. That's a hard needle <laughs> to thread. And also, you know, last night in that ridiculous speech that he gave, which was, you know, rambling and incoherent and just whining, it was just whining for a long time. And I watched a little of it just because it was his last one. And it was nice to know that it was his last one as we were watching it. Yeah. But you know, as he's sitting there, he's going, Oh, and if they win, they won't give me any credit. And if they lose, they'll blame me. Yeah. If they lose, they will blame him because <laughs> it will be his fault. Yeah. You know, not just his fault. Obviously a lot of people worked very hard, but he certainly did all he could to make this unwinnable for them. And he deserves the blame. And which is sort of brings me to like, why don't they see that he actually has a ceiling? Like, you know, there are Republicans that are breaking free from him. I think that they're going to come to realize this was a big mistake and that even electorally and politically hitching yourselves to his sinking ship was not 
the best thing to do here, especially since a lot of the people that consider themselves Trumpers, they're, they're going to hate Republicans after this. Yeah. And I, I think that that is the interesting part just to see how that all works itself out over the next few years, because yeah. like because that is where like the base is like the excitement of of the Republican Party is Trump's base. And like the um, obviously there are new people in that electorate that weren't there before Trump. Um, but for the most part, like that riled up base, you know, that's what really drives the momentum, the messaging, and it's kind of the core of the Republican Party right now. So I'll be curious to see how that all shakes out over the next few years, because, I mean, he is really toxic and kind of nuclear in a lot of ways. Yeah, we'll see what um, happens. You know, and, and we I'm always talk about... It yeah, goes so many ways, yeah. We always talk about how, you know, a shrewd, more shrewd politician that takes the same tact, you know, could be even more dangerous. And that might yeah. be what this Holly guy is. We'll see... But in the meantime, let's make sure we defang them as much as we can. And somebody who's doing a lot of work to make that happen in Tennessee, and you know, I've seen her lending her voice to what's going on in Georgia. Also, is Tequila Johnson. Tequila, how you doing? Hey. What's up, guys? I'm doing well. How what does that shirt say? It, I got this from one of the TNDP fundraisers. It says, "I like my chicken hot and my politics blue." Like hey, that's it. cool. I like that. Very cool. How you doing? How are you feeling about what's going on in Georgia today? Oh man, I'm I'm feeling good. Like I, I've been, fo I follow and I'm friends with a lot of politicos and, and black organizers down in Georgia. And man, it's just amazing to see how many people are really getting into this election and just really like jumping in head first. Like the the level of organizing that hap is happening in Georgia right now is like Iowa primary. I mean, it's I mean, could you ever imagine that this level of investment and just organizing on both the Democratic and Republican side could happen in a state like Georgia. It's giving me hope that, you know, we can see some change in Tennessee as well. Yeah, well, that's good. If you're hopeful, that makes me a little bit more hopeful. I saw your tweet. You said, I'm so proud of Georgia. The South is rising. Black folks abolish slavery, save the union, and we will save democracy. Love that. That really, it really feels like those are the stakes. Like, you know, talk a little bit about what you think the stakes are in this one. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, there's a lot that <laughs> our entire democracy is on the line right now. And what happens when democracy is on the line is our civil rights. Um, you know, everything is really riding on this Senate election. And I, I, I just don't know how to make people see the severity of what's happening and what Trump has done in this country just in a short four years. He's reversed almost like what, 50, 60, hundreds of years of hard work. He's literally put us on a backward downward spiral and if we don't make a change in the senate we're going to see that continue to play out over the next five years and god knows what could be happening like i could be i could go from running voter registration campaigns to leading the underground railroad <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it's, it, that's not, that is real spit no i know i know it, it does it is it is that way and you know especially since we've seen the jim crow caucus we were talking about this earlier they want to delete all these black votes because Trump lost. What did you think when you saw that Blackburn and Haggerty, our senators here in Tennessee, were signing on to throw out electoral college votes, which essentially means silencing the black voice in America? I wasn't shocked. I mean, we we live in Tennessee. We see it every day. You know, as a black electoral organizer, I'm almost numb to the stuff that the Republican Party here does. I mean, the crazy thing is like, you know, people don't think that Marsha Blackburn and Haggerty are extremists. 
but you look at what they're doing in DC, like they're they're taking what we see happen in Tennessee on the state level and they are amplifying it in DC. And I just think it's I think it's desperate of them, to be honest. I feel like the Tennessee is like the Republican Party's last hope to expand their their BS. And with Georgia changing and Lord knows what's next, Tennessee, Mississippi changing. I mean, the world is changing. People yeah. are driving to the Jim Crow caucus, caucuses BS. I call them the Ku Klux caucus, you know? Yeah, Ooh, that's good. Whatever. We call them everything because they are white supremacy being played out in politics and being played out in democracy. And it's mm-hmm. ugh, it's kind of disgusting. I'm it sure, really is. I'm sure Cassie has something to ask you, but before that, I just want to let you know, David Shirley wants one of your t-shirts. Oh, so man. let's make sure to let them know where to get that. <laughs> Yeah, Catherine Harrigus. Shout out to Catherine. Oh, Harris. yeah. Okay. The the um the the young Democrats. The young Democrats. All right. He made those. Yeah. I mean, who else is gonna come up with this kind of? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, love it. it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, you know, it's it's exciting. I'm hopeful for a good turnout tonight, and you know, I appreciate the work that you do here. You know, a lot of people may or may not know, but it's the Equity Alliance, and you know. You were a big part of the Tennessee Black Voter Project, too. And so whatever ends up happening in Tennessee, if if that day comes, it will be have been in large part because of the work that you're doing. So thanks for what you're doing. And I know we want to talk about the, you know, the bombing that happened in Tennessee, although you'd never know it by media coverage because it's already out of the news cycle. Uh, I just wanted to show you this. (laughs) What what do you think about white guys wearing blacks for Trump T-shirts? How do we feel about that, Tequila? Well, maybe he's the darkest person in the room that's voting for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) I am just, I I, honestly, I am no longer shocked by the things that Trump pulls out of his hat. Like, (laughs) it is crazy, but it is in a crazy way. Trump is actually inspiring to me. I used to really be afraid to speak out and say certain things because I didn't want to you know, piss off the establishment. I didn't want to step on the toes of activists. I I felt like in a box, like I can't say what I really feel. But you know what? Trump lit a fire under my butt. I said, (laughs) this crazy mofo can come out and say the most wrong, outlandish stuff, then clearly I can speak some truth, right? And so even if it's three people, even if it's two, somebody's going to hear it and somebody's going to listen and and appreciate it. And so- it's a great point. It's a great yeah. point. I mean, like I, you know, I ran for Congress in 2018 and even then, like, I kind of felt like I got to be careful, but you know, at this point, I think everybody's just like pedal to the metal, you know, <laughs> let's, let's go. Like there's no point in holding it back anymore in large part because you know, anybody that might be offended, you know, is, is, is on his side anyway, <laughs> you know? So like, there's no, there's no middle. Like, is there really a middle at this point? I guess that's center. Sort of the like the, the center is like a, a I don't know. I, th- I think it's like a unicorn at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like clawing for like, we're here, we're here. Right, exactly. We don't like defund the police. We don't like Trump. We're yeah, <laughs> we're in the murky middle, and people are like, pick a side already. Pick a side <laughs> already. I know. Murky middle, the, the sort of like you know what you hear in mainstream media all the time is like pivot to the you know like the some imaginary suburban white voter like i know like, no stop it's, it it's Pick amazing the how, how much time is spent trying to win those people over and they may not even really be there okay let's talk about the nashville bombing thing tequila uh you know you, you've had a lot to say about it and you know a lot of people have and rightly so just yesterday 
they confirmed that this is not going to be considered terrorism. Did you hear that? I knew that, but yeah, I heard that. Okay. You knew that. Yeah. So, I mean, what's your initial reaction when you hear that this isn't terrorism? I mean, it pisses me off. It's infuriating because I think about all of the Muslim brothers and sisters who were afraid to go to the airport for years, um, who could not wear their hijabs and habayas because of what happened. And now you have a white guy who parks his RV in the front of a major like communications hub and literally just destroys an entire block downtown Nashville, a major metropolitan city. And some kind of way we're talking about mental health, um, you know, and as 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 pissed off as I am about it, I'm still kind of numb to it because we knew this. Like, the, this is what Black activists and Black organizers and Brown activists and organizers have been saying for years. Like, we are all, we are public safety, America's number one enemy for the slightest of things, you know, for carrying Skittles, for playing with a toy gun, for selling loose cigarettes outside the store, we can be killed. But you mean to tell me this man gets to blow up an entire street and die in dignity? I don't know. It's just, it's, that's the kind of crazy part to me. But then there's this whole conspiracy theory around 5G. And it's like, hmm, is this true? If you guys are like not paying this man as a terrorist, maybe he was on to something. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, the, you know, the only thing that I saw to sort of give it any bit of a silver lining is that for some reason, insurance companies, if it's terrorism, won't pay out to businesses. But if it's fire or whatever, they will. You know, I don't know about all that. At the end of the day, this is terrorism. Anybody thinking rationally about this understands that it shouldn't matter. And that the bottom, and if he was brown, if he was Muslim, this would be a much bigger story. He yeah. would have had his door kicked down when somebody reported him in the beginning. And, you know, he certainly wouldn't be given any sort of mental health benefit of the doubt. So, you know, we we heard the story, I'm forgetting her name, but a woman who lives in Nashville who had her door beaten in by Metro Nashville police. It was the wrong door and they mm -hmm. broke in her door and she was naked and, you know, humiliated. What does it say about the Nashville police in particular, but policing in general, that white guys, as long as they say, nope, it's not happening, they get the right to privacy, but nobody else does? You know, I, I think about that slogan that all police across the country use, protect and serve. And right. is the police are here to serve white people and protect them from their fear of black and brown people. That is the harsh reality. And that is what we see in this bombing is that, you know, you're not serving everybody. You're serving a particular set of people who are threatened by another particular set of people. And that's playing out in policy, that's playing out in law enforcement and in the laws that are being made. Like, you know, this isn't just a law enforcement issue. This is a lawmaker issue as well, because they are enforcing the laws that are being created by our white supremacist general assembly. So right. it's kind of like just a, a, a top-down approach of white supremacy that has happened in Tennessee since, you know, this state became a state. So. I don't know. Like it's 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 disheartening. It's upsetting. But we know if that guy had been black, his face would have been all over, you know, national news. We know had that guy been Muslim or had he been Hispanic, his face would have been all over national news. We know that Trump would have been in Tennessee hosting a rally saying, let's get these people out of our country. Let's build a wall. We know that, you know, had he been a black guy, he would have been labeled a thug. His criminal history would have been pulled up. He would have, you know, we would have talked about that time in elementary school when he got caught smoking a joint. Like it would have just went down 
down a million rabbit holes, but we know nothing about this guy. We know nothing about what he did before. We know nothing about his past life and we probably will never know because he will never be regarded in a way that a black or brown citizen of this country will be regarded for committing the same act under the same premise. So many good yeah, go ahead, Chassie. Oh, I was just I was just going to say I, I th those were so many good points because I that was my initial reaction too is that and I I am not a, a fan of like, you know, initially jumping to um, you know, assumptions about anyone after this stuff happens. But if this was like a black or brown person, there would immediately be all of these assumptions about like, oh, well, they must have been associated with this ideology. And they were, um, you know, exactly what you said, like, this is what they were doing when they were 15. And, um, and it just would have been this whole like, it would have been used to like justify like so many more like because they use this stuff to like, you know, if it is like a black or brown person that like, um, you know, it in this situation, then they would have used it to justify like bad policies for more bad policing. Right. There, there would already be legislation. Wasn't. Yeah. But it, but because it wasn't like, I mean, it, I think that this just really highlights like how the police in the way that they're like functioning right now, it's not a good investment and they don't, they're not keeping us safe. How, how does it keep us safe to have them ignore this white guy who has like his lawyer and his girlfriend say that he's making bombs in his backyard. But as you said, Justin, um, but they break down the door of like a, a black woman who is doing nothing. It's like crazy. it's just, it was for no reason. And the other like, thing this doesn't yeah. keep it. There's so many incidents like that. Those are not just anecdotal. Like they aren't the way that they're set up right now. They are not keeping people safe. They're not protecting and serving the people. They're protecting and serving the status quo, which means, you know, white people, essentially. Right. Adam Thomas says a white guy blew up an entire city block last week and took a major city off the grid. And the news talked about it once, like a special interest story. The other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, there's this whole thing about what he sent to people. Apparently he sent packages with writings about aliens and lizard people and you know that's being used to sort of chalk it up to mental health like you're like you're saying but what i think needs some digging into and it won't happen is where those ideas came from because right. those are very specific ideas and i think cassie might attest to the fact that i listen to alex jones and steve bannon more than most people because i know trump does and i just want to hear what he's hearing lizard people is a very specific alex jones thing that he talks about all the time i don't know if he's the only one that talks about it but if alex jones if this guy was like an alex jones disciple imagine if alex jones was muslim and you yeah. know, worked at a mosque and 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 led a mosque, and this was what he was preaching. And then this guy went and did this. It would all be treated as one big conspiracy, as you know, suicide bombers coming from being sent by Islam. Alex Jones is radicalizing people. He talks about hot civil war all the time, but nobody ever connects these dots because they're white. So you know, there is this sort of blindness that comes in when it comes to white ideologies. Yeah, always. I mean, I think just, you know, it it it's crazy. <laughs> what can, yeah. else can you say about it? Like, I just literally sit and think about the fact that this guy, literally the police knew, like they were given a tip and they're saying, oh, he's mentally ill. Well, what do you think about people who grow up in drug riddled, poverty stricken neighborhoods? Yeah. Don't you yeah. think? 
something to a person's social emotional well-being it does but they're not given the benefit of being mentally ill they're not given the benefit of being socially in a doubt but he is he's able right. to use or justify killing or taking a taking not killing but he could have killed people but taking off an entire block because he's mentally ill and he believes in aliens like it's crazy it's a mess, it's, a mess. It's, it's nothing but white supremacy it's no other way you can really, you know, justify what has happened in the state or in this city without talking about white supremacy. And and it and you know, Cassie, we do like we we're like we don't want to always think it's about racism, but it is. Yeah, yeah. it is. This entire the fabric of this entire country was built on white supremacy and racism. And yeah. so everything that happens is just a result of that being played out. And we 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 have no choice but to call it out. Right. Like you don't, yeah. you don't get to just suddenly not see color and say, okay, everything's fine now when it's been so racialized for centuries, you know, we need to see it. We need to fix it. We need to address it and be intentional about it. We can't just suddenly say, okay, it's over. We can't, it's not, it's not over and it's never going to be over. And what we have to realize is even in this fight for equity, even in this fight to, um, you know, to, to defund the police or to um, eradicate certain social ills or oppression, we have to realize that this is not, this fight is never going to end. What Once we win something, we have to fight to hold on to it. You yeah. know, it's going to be a continual fight because the powers that be are never going to just yield to something other than other power. Absolutely. So what uh, what is the Equity Alliance focused on right now? What do you guys focused on. I know you've grown this year. It's been a great year for you, by the way, congratulations on being, you know, Tennessee, what is yeah. it? People of the year, something big like that. I'm uh, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. What are you guys focused on right now? Yeah. So we're focused on a lot. First, I want to say this about Tennessee people of the year. I have to make this point somewhere. How ironic that we got to share the Tennessee in front page with this crazy bombing story, right? It's crazy. <laughs> like if being a black woman in America isn't like tragic or, you know, uh, what's the word triggering enough, we have to even accept our flowers in the midst of. Yeah. Uh, Wait. So, so you were on the front page with the bombing. I, I missed that connection. Oh, yeah, like, the whole, like, not, I don't think that people like disregarded us being Tennessee of the year. I think a lot of people are happy to see two yeah. black named Tennessee people of the year like that. I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until I went back and looked at the other people that were Tennessee people of the year. And I Who was, was like, it? Oh, it's like Bill Haggerty, yeah. Taylor Swift, you know, James okay. was Tennessee people of the year, but he, you know, he, he tackled <laughs> he took that and the Waffle House and took his gun and like roughed him yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ain't got it like that. So I was like, wow, this is amazing um, to be named Tennessee People of the Year. Bill Haslam and his wife and, you know, like people who got a lot of money. Influence. Yeah. I don't have any money or influence, but <laughs> I got you. got influence. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was great. That was a great honor. And you guys, it was really well deserved. You were going to say, what what's the focus now this year? Yeah, so I mean, the focus is the same as it has always been, and that is saving democracy. But one of the things that we do as the Equity Alliance that we often don't talk about, because from 2014 16 to now, the whole focus has been we gotta save democracy. Like, 
before any you know 2020 everybody became a voting a voting expert everybody was talking about voting and that was what we wanted but when we started the equity alliance tennessee was 50th in voter turnout nobody yeah. was talking about voting and we you know we met up with some other people we we found we had to like find people who cared about it and it, there were the the justins and the jennifer buck wallaces and you know the the people like that that were kind of just on a long island talking about voting and democracy and it just was not sexy it was not the like glorified topic but 2020 kind of shined a light on it but before then it was like people just kind of put us in a box as voter registration voter registration yeah that has always been a part of what we do but a small piece we really understand that in order to really have power you got to have organized people and organize money and so we focused on the organizing people piece and we've shown that we can organize we can mobilize we can move people to action and now it's time to really get to where the money resides baby it's time to start organizing black dollars organizing black people um and making sure that not only are we you know getting people to the polls but that we're continuously holding government accountable and making government work and that we're building new leaders so those three things have been what we call our power pillars organize money saving democracy through organizing people and making sure that we're building new leaders and this year is the year where we finally have we don't even have enough investment but we have enough investment for us to really begin to focus on all three of our power pillars so I mean, there are going to be some big things coming from the Equity Alliance. We're looking for people who want to partner, who want to build like these these amazing movement moments. Um, we're still going to be doing our podcast, Porch Politics. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. yes. Good. AKA Mouth of the South, baby. I'm bringing Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Porch, porch, porch Politics. Everybody should be subscribed to that. And definitely, we love that you guys do that. And however we can help would be great. Uh, you know, I'm glad that you're going to keep doing that. But yeah, you, you, you're focusing on the thing that's going to change the state. And that's getting people registered, making it sexy, making it fun, letting people realize that, you know, their vote is their voice. And it really is. And we're seeing that in Georgia right now. So hopefully it's infectious and contagious. And, you know, I'm just grateful that you guys are here. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to echo that, too. I mean, I see so many comments of people saying like, oh, we need like a Stacey Abrams here in Tennessee, yada, yada, yada. And no, I mean, this credit where, right here. Credit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, credit where credit is due. Stacey is awesome. But like we got our own thing going on with Tequila and Charlene and like yep. all of these incredible organizers with the Equity Alliance and so many other um, so many other organizations here in Tennessee doing the work. I mean, we got our own thing and it's our yep. own state. It's our own way of doing things. And it's and it's you guys that are really leading the charge in so many ways. And so we're just like eternally grateful for the work that you all do. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's that, that'll hopefully be us in, in, you know, five, 10 years. We'll be the, we'll be Georgia. Tequila, I saw you said, uh, something about the TNDP race. You said something new, something relatable, black, young, something. We need some pizzazz time to wake the TNDP up. Do you have any thoughts on the TNDP race as it's coming up? I, I don't know if you don't want to weigh in one way or another, but <laughs> this TNDP thing is stressing me out. You get, I heard that John Ray dropped in and dropped out. Um, uh, and, and to me, it's like, I appreciate him for doing that. Um, because you know, he is a strong advocate, but I, I think he serves us well at the state. I think we need to stop trying to like, keep picking the same people. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Risk. Like let's Tennessee. By the way, state Senator Heidi Campbell says, thank you for all you're doing. So she's thank watching. Heidi and congratulations. They, I keep forgetting she's state Senator Heidi. Yeah. Amazing. Woo-wee. Way to take out a big drug lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I think you're right about that, though. You know, I, I'm a big John Ray fan. You yeah. know, I, I think 
it's good to get a fresh face in there. So I don't know what went into that decision or whatever. Don't really care, honestly, but there were a lot of good choices in the race already. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens next week. I'm glad they're doing ranked choice voting. So mm -hmm. that's something that hopefully will set an example and it'd be nice to get this behind us. Yeah, you know, we've been we there there's this whole thing around ranked choice voting like three years ago and I traveled across the country just seeing how ranked choice voting works and it works well. Um and I'm I'm glad to see it be implemented. I think it works well, very well on like for things like TNDP and yeah. um stuff like that. I'm nervous about it in the Nashville City Council. You know, I'm just be honest. But okay. I well for smaller, more com more compact type of things like this. But I'm excited too. I think they're that Take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing to lose. Sanity. It's yeah. right. Same thing and expecting different results. Like you have some great candidates who can relate to some people that y'all need to be talking to. Like, yeah, right. Cool candidates. You have some black candidates. You have some LGBTQ candidates. I mean, those are some people. Those are the people that the TNDP needs to reach. So yeah. why not take a risk and bring someone in who can actually speak to those people? I agree. Agree. I agree. It's going to be interesting to see. We had that forum a couple weeks back and, you know, they all had a lot of good things to say. So it'll just be good to get it behind us and get to legislative session. Tequila, really appreciate what you're doing. Everybody should follow Porch Politics. We got the legislative session coming. There's going to be a whole lot of hollering to do about. I'm sure they have all kinds of ridiculousness in store for us. So, you know, you're going to be essential for that. So stay in touch with us if you would. And let's see what happens tonight. Tequila, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, stay in touch. I'm, I'm, man, come on, Georgia. Come on, Georgia. Actually, on. before you go, before you go, can you lift up some of the organizations and people that you know of in Georgia who might not otherwise like get the notoriety or attention? Just like who, who's who's doing the good work down there that we don't already know about? Yeah, so I have to give my girl Insight Ufai uh, her credit, who's leading the New Georgia. New Georgia, yeah, the yeah. Organization that Stacey Abrams founded. Um, very, I didn't know this, but it's very similar to the Equity Alliance and they're doing awesome, awesome work. Of, of course, Black Voters Matter is down there doing awesome work. Black Pack is down there doing awesome work. Woke Vote, my, my homeboy Jeremiah and Black News Weekly is down there doing awesome work. A lot of our Tennessee pol politicos are down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Down there taking pictures on the set with Roland Martin, just keeping the swag going. Leland Evans, one of our uh, Equity Alliance leaders, down there doing great work. Chris Smith, one of Tennessee's finest strategists, is down there working with March On and When We All Vote. Um, I see Amber Sherman down there. Um, who else is down there? God, everybody's in Georgia. <laughs> I know. We should probably yep. be down there, honestly. Honestly. <laughs> Party going on in Georgia, and we not down there two-stepping and rag-topping. I'm real <laughs> I know, I know. I think we all blew that one, but we'll see what happens and definitely we'll be watching tonight. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. If COVID wasn't here, I would have just been down there. Right, that's same, a, like the whole time. Be part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Tequila, you're the best. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Love you guys. Love, Love you. you too. All right. Tequila, the best. Everybody should be following her. She's at Miss underscore solutionary on Twitter. And we are at the TN Holler. That's at Castjacks. I'm at Canoe. We appreciate you all. Hopefully, we'll have a good night tonight and wake up tomorrow with some good news. Uh, but either way, it could the, take the a few fight, days also. <laughs> what's that? It could take a few it days. Could take That's a few true. Days. <laughs> That's true. It could definitely, it probably will take a few days. But either way, the fight continues and 
we will be here Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'll be back on Thursday. We've got a legislative session coming, so it's starting to get more and more important to all be on the same page. So stay with us. Holler all the hollers throughout the state, and please subscribe to the holler at the TN Holler at TNHoller.com and chip in if you can. Appreciate you. See you on Tuesday or Thanks, Thursday. Joe. Bye. Tennessee.